This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Is killing them softly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the wet, wintry, wild, and working Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? I'm all right. Thanks for asking. You just bring so much energy to this every time. Um, but it's not just us. We have brought a guest from quarantine, the return of Mr. Kyle Ferrer. Kyle, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. How are things over at Wake Forest? You getting ready to be a graduate? Yeah, I am. Although uh, probably not getting any degrees in person anytime soon. So, man, you know, well, you know, virtually graduate. Yeah. Well, your dad said you wrote a dog shit thesis, so that's good to hear. It was dog shit. Did you finish <laughs> it? I did. Yeah, I defended it on Thursday. Yeah, were they calling it crap, or then you had to defend it? Yeah, I didn't pass. They they shut me down. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Um, congratulations that you finished it. It was on what what author or what book was it on again? Uh, Richard Powers was the writer. Um, Galatea two point two was the name of the book. Nick said it was Good Night Moon. I thought. <laughs> yeah, they said I couldn't do that one. Uh, I did Hop on Pop. Uh, has nothing to do with, <laughs> has has nothing to do with college, but um, Nick and I co-authored a book called Good Night Zoom. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so congratulations, Kyle. It's awesome that you, uh, that you successfully defended it is the word Did the yeah, teachers, yeah. were they cool? Yeah. Were they like, Hey, this is great. Yeah. They, they, they liked it. They passed me. So yes. it's one less thing to worry about. Now, if you could just cure plagues, you'd be really worth something. Yeah, I um, know. But guys, it's a movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. A lot of people aren't, uh, you know, like we're bringing all the, we're onboarding a lot of uh, new listeners these days. Uh, if you just judge yeah. by the by the comments and by the feedback and all that, it's just powerhouse. Uh, but if you guys are a new listener and you don't know what the show's about, it's a show where we zoom in. We watch a movie with a set of spectacular eyes. We see through all the chaff and the wheat and we pull out the kernels that make a break. Uh, so if we were talking about Blood Fist 3, Forced to Fight. We wouldn't be talking about the scene where Don the Dragon Wilson uh, discovers an armchair in his own colon. We talk about the little moments. And in a movie like Killing Them Softly, there are no shortage of little moments. Are you, are you, am I wrong? Kind of. I like Kyle disagrees. I like Kyle's better. All right. I agree too. There's so many little moments in this. Yeah, now I feel like I'm going to get backed into a corner and not think of any. 
There, there is no big moments in this film. This is a movie about. <laughs> this is just like a, this is like ripe turf. Um, yeah. But uh, so really quickly, so Kyle, tell us your first experience with this movie. Wasn't a, a very good one. Um, hadn't hadn't seen anything by Dominic. Well, anything, one of the two. Um, watched on my laptop and remember not being as engaged as I should have. Um, uh, I mean, I liked Brad Pitt. I liked Richard Jenkins. Uh, I didn't know if I really understood the tone, and I still don't know if I do. But uh, it was it was more visceral to watch this time. Yeah. Well, when Dom- Dominic, when he was making it, he said, uh, this one's for the laptops. I'm, I'm <laughs> making, making one for the laptops. Justin, I think we saw this together, didn't we? I'm not sure. I don't think we did. Did we? I'm not sure I saw this in the theater. Oh, well, then that's why it failed. Although maybe I did, because I, I love Jesse James. So although I never saw Romper Stomper, that's his first film, right? Chopper. I never saw it. Or is it Chopper? Yeah. Yeah. Who did Romper Stomper? Another individual. That was Russell Crowe's big coming <laughs> get, out party. I get them mixed up. And who? And Chopper is uh, Eric Bana? Correct. Okay. So uh, I never saw Chopper either, I don't think. It's a really, it's a really good movie about the dog from the junkyard and Stand by Me. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so maybe I did see this in theater, but I, I didn't like it when I saw it first time. I, I, this, this movie, I didn't like it. I was like, uh, I, I thought it was kind of a a letdown, but then I was wrong because it's pretty good. Well, yeah, it's it's notorious for being the first and maybe the only film ever to receive an F cinema score mm-hmm. um and i remember coming out of the the i came out of the theater enriched invigorated and super positive i remember that <laughs> I w- such a good outlook this film yeah yeah um but no it, but i i'm but go ahead. jesse james yeah. jesse james didn't sing to me when i saw it in the theater either i liked it but i i didn't totally it, i didn't love it and it, it took jesse me james two or three viewing two or three viewings to fall in love with that one what about you kyle well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, going back to the scene on the laptop the first time, I mean, watching it this time, I, my stomach was turning for some of these scenes. I mean, that when Ray Liotta's getting the shit beat out of him, mm-hmm. I, I was tough to take. I mean, seeing it, I, you know, I watched it on my TV in my room, and I, I was like, man, I do not remember it being this sort of intestinal. Yeah, that, that there is this, – this is a raw movie. Beautifully, yeah. beautifully made, actually. Way more – you know, the first time I saw it, I thought it was like really kind of industrial and and gritty, but it, it's actually a wonderfully shot film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could see that puke coming out of Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. okay, so so obviously you weren't a big fan originally, Justin. Kyle, you weren't a big fan. You might not still be a big fan, but um, what do you think about all this uh, this allegory to today's day and age that they're talking about now? Yeah, I mean, I, I was wondering that, you know, as I was going, watching the film and, and, you know, all of the unsubtle sort of political overtones and, and speechifying going on in the background, um, I, I wondered if it needed it, you know? I mean, the the sort of background and, and the, the way it's shot itself gives it a sort of depressing enough atmosphere. I, I don't know if it actually needed some, you know, allegory to political depression or economic depression. I, I didn't know if it needed it. What well, about I mean, you, sir? It certainly hits you over the head with this message. Uh, but I think Dominic would probably argue that 
Americans need to be hit over the head with the message. So, you know, I think that's probably where he, where he, why he did that. Like, you know, it's, I think one of the points in it, the why he played Obama so much talking is because Obama is actually very satisfying to listen to from a certain perspective. Like he, he, it sounds very um, folksy and, you know, it's what you want to hear, but you know, his movie and the message obviously is uh, all that's bullshit. And um, there's a reality that America is. So it's, it's, it, I think one, one thing I, it really won me over the second time I watched it when I watched it for this, I kind of agree with you, Kyle. I feel like, I mean, it's not a subtle movie, but yeah. I, I bet, I bet Dominic would be like, yeah, I know it's not subtle, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make a subtle movie. The thing you is, know. it almost doesn't matter to, in some respects, because even though that stuff is almost omnipresent in the movie, what's happening in the foreground is enough. Yeah. And the perf- and and then honestly, a lot of the the talent in the movie. Now we're viewing it through the con- context of Gandolfini being dead. We're viewing it through this new kind of resurgence of Ben Mendelsohn. We're viewing it mm-hmm. through Scoot Skeet, uh, Scoot McNary is actually like a re- the real deal now. Um, Sam Shepard's gone, uh, and Brad Pitt just adding another great character to his somehow. A, a disrespected career like he does not get the attention he deserved i watched moneyball right after this movie and just was won the oscar by the way and i <laughs> for for supporting actor which is like a fucking whitman's chocolate um Wish i will give him some love i'm gonna stick, i'm gonna put it in you um all right <laughs> yeah i mean I, I agree with you on the on the, the point about brad pitt although you know he he does a great job because he always does a great job but i i didn't feel like he was really that stretched i mean it was sort of like a brad pitt being cool and being good but think about how much the movie needs him because of how unsavory and how how like just destroyed the rest of the people in the movie are he he is cool and he's almost coming in from a different movie to kind of inject some life into this one but he's not cool. That's the thing. He looks like Elvis kind of, he's like a slick character, but he's probably the ugliest character in the film. I mean, he, he is his, he is so despicable on this film, man. Like, you know, Gandolfini, we talk about Gandolfini, like his character, there's some, there's some emotion there. He's ugly too, but you know, you kind of feel a little bit for his character. Pitt is just ruthless. And just, I think the other characters you kind of can feel for a little bit. Yeah. I think McNary, McNary uh, is great. Mendelssohn's great. Like, you know, you kind of, you know, they've been just destroyed by the system and, and Pitt is almost like salivating to end their lives. Yeah, I don't, well, he's sort of blasé about it. You know, he's just kind of very, but he also, he, he says he's blasé about it, but then he's also kind of loves his job. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least he's, he's like, at least he treats Scoot great. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the that might be the roughest thing about this film. I, McNary is fantastic. I think he's so good in everything, and he doesn't get a lot to do here, but he's. I think you you definitely uh, connect with his character. He says the same stuff almost like the pit saying. Like he'll he'll they'll say kind of the same things about about you know everybody's on their own. You know America is a place where everybody's on their own. They both say that. Yeah, um, but you always get the sense that McNary is just going to get screwed, and I mean, obviously. Yeah. Well, he, and he knows it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, his, his yeah. accent's a little treacherous at the beginning, but mm-hmm. 
it's it, it kind of either you ease into it or he eases into it. One of the two. So it takes place in New Orleans, post Katrina, New Orleans, which and when we were watching when his accent came off uh, on, you know, when he lays on that Boston accent, my wife's like, where's the set? And it does kind of confuse you a little bit because you got Mendelssohn, who's Australian, Scoot's doing the Boston thing. Um, Pitt has his own. No one has an accent like Brad Pitt. Like he is. I don't know what's going on with his. Where is he from? Where is he from? Mississippi, Missouri. Yeah. Is he from Missouri? Yeah. Oh my God, you zoomed in. Thankfully, someone zoomed already. I think he thanked his parents in his speech. Yeah. And he gave a shout to. So, what do you think about the original title for this film? Coogan's Trade. Kogan's. Is it Kogan? Yeah. Not Keith Coogan? <laughs> Kogan. Aren't you glad they didn't use that? Because that's a dog shit title. Oh, you're being well, serious. It's based on a book called that. Yeah. And Pitt's character's name. His name Jackie Kogan, I guess. Yeah. But they don't really refer to his character ever by his last name, right? Right. So, right. Um, and they don't call him Jackie, do they? <laughs> call I don't him even. Do they call him anything? I don't think they do. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I think Sweetie. So Nick, what? I think they call. Why don't him- you talk up? Talk about the plot a little bit. Set the film up. No. Why don't you? I don't want to. Kyle. No. Um. <laughs> these two guys are hired by this. Johnny Sack, Johnny Sack, dry cleaner from the from the Sopranos. Yeah, a corrupt dry cleaner. And he says, uh, "There's a poker game. I want you 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 to knock over." Uh, Hold on, let me zoom in. You could just say dry cleaner. What'd I say? Corrupt dry cleaner. (laughs) Um, and uh, hires these guys to knock over a poker game run by Ray Liotta. Like Ray Liotta manages this poker game. And the the reason he thinks it's a good idea is because in the past, Ray Liotta's character knocked off his own game. And so he thinks if they knock it off, if they rob it, all the bad guys will think that Ray Liotta's is doing it for a second time. Um, how does that work out? Does the plan, do the plans go, go well? Does everybody live? Everybody's fine. <laughs> um, and so the, the, this gang gets robbed that's connected I guess to the mob and then Brad Pitt comes to town to kind of to kind of figure out who's responsible and who hires him Richard Jenkins I guess hires him at least he's 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 part of the business that hires him who is sort of despicable in his own right just ineffectual feckless kind of messenger well, they discuss the ending of human life like most people in their offices discuss, you know, a spreadsheet. It's right. it, it's it's just it's just a daily grind for them. Yeah, well, it's, it's a business. Yeah, it's a business, right? And there is sort of a, a what I do like and, and it's probably from the book, there is there's like a like a shorthand and a way of talking that these guys have. There's like a, you know, it, I they kind of they cut they cut corners in the conversation. Leaving the audience a little bit in the in the in in the dust as, as far as knowing exactly what they're referring to, but I love that about it. It really feels like you're eavesdropping on something that you probably shouldn't be. So Pitt is hired because the 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 big guys are worried. So the games have stopped because this robbery happens, and they need to get the games going back again, and they need people to be confident enough that they won't get robbed to play in those games. So they bring Pitt to kind of make a, a splash, a punishment splash. Is that a right term? No, but to come in and make a big, like to punish basically Ray Liotta. Um, 
who he doesn't, no one thinks did it. Nobody thinks that Ray Leo did it, but they have to still punish him because they want everybody to know that, you know, they're doing something about it. Well, and he had previously tra- transgressed. Right. And this right. Was- and even, yeah, even though they don't believe it, they still have to do something about him. So the big message, like Kyle said, the over, the, the not subtle message here is that they need to protect the money. They need to protect the financial system. And so they need to make consumers feel confident again. And so they're doing what America is doing behind the, you know, in, in the news clips you see about the recession and all that stuff they're doing, you know, in their little small crime world. So not subtle. What do you think about stool McNary? He sits on a stool. He, st- he stands, stands on it. He yeah. stands on a stool. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I love that shot of him and Mendelssohn with the dogs. And there are some just really fun. Well, the fun is probably not the right word to use for this film, but there are some really inventive little, little uh, usages of a camera in this thing. And that's certainly one of them. I think Mendelssohn brings some levity to this, but like his character, like, so him uh, and Scoot McNary, their characters are these really low life criminals that both have just recently got out of jail. Um, they can't, you know, Scoot says he can't get hired. Even if he can get a job, they need him. It'd be, he needs to buy a car to get to the job. So he's broke. He can't buy a car. So he's trapped. So they need this. They need to pull off this heist to get money. And they're both just so broke. And Mendelssohn in particular, like he's a drug addict. He looks wet the whole movie. Every time so you wet. see him, he's, he's sweated. Through, he's always in the same clothes. He <laughs> never changes. And he's always sweating through them. And at one point he talks about... The movie's idea, humor, I guess, and probably it's probably from the book, but he talks about having sex with a dog. Because that's one of the things he does for money is he walks dogs. Or he steals them, right? He steals dogs. Well, he's he, steals a, them. he walks them and then, he's, then he ends up stealing them. And he steals them and sells them in Florida or something. But then he taught he's a he's kind of a uh he talks about having sex with dogs, basically. Well, he basically <laughs> talks about how it's a bad idea. Yeah, he says yeah. they nip you. Yeah. And he goes, goes, and not that I would know from personal experience, but then he basically winks at the camera and says, I do know from personal experience. And he also says some interesting things about women, too. He does, yeah. That's so No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I thought it was interesting that they let him keep the accent. I thought it made him funnier and sort of, you know, spicier, I guess, but... It, interesting that there's just a you know an Australian low life in with a with a you know Ben Affleck. Well, it's it's it probably is purposeful in a way because Mendelssohn, he's ridiculous and he's a loser, but he also doesn't get punished as hard <laughs> as yeah. the Americans do in this movie. He um, goes to jail. He gets he kind of lucks out, but yeah, he what? gets nabbed by the cops and thrown back in jail. And it's an easy way for the dry cleaner guy to say he doesn't trust him because you know he's he's a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like his comment about uh, his prostitutes? What did he say? He says, you wouldn't it? you wouldn't want to rape them, but the plumbing is fine. Oh yeah, I don't oh, yeah. I don't understand how that's a sale. How he's selling Scoot on his uh, his lady. Yeah, he, he's bringing. He's like uh, talking he's, about how he's gonna get. He'd rather. Um, get laid and do this job or something, and it's a big thing between him and Scoot. Which it's it's weird. It, it probably is from the book. I think that Dominic said he lifted so much of the dialogue from, straight from the book, and he did that with Jesse James as well. So, 
I remember thinking in that the opening scene of Jesse James when they're sitting in the woods and uh, was it Roy Schneider is sort of like telling a, a story. I, I remember thinking how well written it was, and this one's written well written in a different kind of way, I think. But mm. it, it is nonetheless sort of you can see that same wit and sort of. Yeah, Jesse James has that poetic like narration that's woven throughout it. That's really good, and that's taken from the book. Um, you know this. This doesn't have that necessarily, but it, it, it certainly has some rough edges. Like I think what Nick's talking about, he, he at one point Mendelssohn says that this woman that he has sex with is from the planet Gobble. Remember yeah, that whole thing? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it's kind of corny, you know? Yeah. But Mendelssohn sells it. He's such a good actor. Well, like he and anything, him, and, you know? him and Scoot, you believe them as, as these two guys. There's a little exchange later on where um, uh, he says about the girl says she's going to kill herself. She told him that's that, amazing. yeah, and it's because like, or the other guys like, yeah, they say that most of the time. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, they always it, say that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that those guys represent just ignorance and, and uh, just no ambition. And every time the film goes to those characters, it could be really maudlin and, and take you like just super depress you. But both of those guys keep it light enough so that even though it's gross, uh, it works. It works in this film. Yeah, there's they're both yeah, they're both just Yeah, they're both just such sad sacks. You know, they're both and you know, when they show up to that robbery in Mendelssohn, he's supposed to have brought stuff for the robbery and he brings like uh dishwasher glo- like dishwashing gloves, like these yellow dishwasher and then uh he brings like a the worst looking shotgun of all time. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sawed off sawed off shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he goes uh, walking in with a hand grenade and a condom on my head. <laughs> That's right. And the funny thing is, is if this film was <laughs> even a cult hit, that thing would have made its way into a into a, a pop figure or something because that shotgun is ridiculous. It's amazing. So, what did you think about that robbery scene, you guys? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I um, first of all, I thought those masks they. They, or masks or whatever they were. They literally, I thought they looked disabled when they when they put them on. Their faces looked uh, inhibited. Well, their nose, like yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. And I think that might have been purposeful to show just how badly they uh, lacked any skill. Um, but I liked how it followed them in, and then we're sort of we're cutting around, panning around while they're robbing the place, and then it follows them out, kind of like the you know Cobra Cabana esque. <laughs> My favorite part about that scene is actually looking at all the people at the table. Yeah, you, I wrote it, that down. Yeah, the amount of you know one of the most believable things about it is they cast people that you believe. The way that those guys, some of them, absolutely know to not make eye contact, and the looks on their faces, the resignation of not being able to look at these guys, and then the defiance of the ones that actually do that are are taking mental snapshots of these guys for when they get their comeuppance. There's that's either that's good casting and it's also uh, a good authenticity in the margins that kind of helps sell that scene. I agree. Yeah, it's it's a very tense scene. I think it's very stressful because they kind of you kind of do like those two characters, and it seems like they're in over their head immediately. You know, they're they're not really in control. Leota is. They kind of split up where Scoot is covering all the people at the tables while Mendelssohn's with Le- Leota getting the money out of wherever he keeps it. And Leota's trying to talk to Mendelssohn. You know, he's like basically saying, this is a mistake. Just put the gun down. I'll take care of your friend. And Mendelssohn looks like he's considering it. Like, yeah, you know, that's what, but he also doesn't ever talk. Mendelssohn never talks in the scene 
I guess I figured because he's Australian, he didn't want anybody to place his accent. That's as soon as he does talk, he he says something late in the scene, if I remember correctly. I don't think he ever talks in that. I tell you what, those masks do work though, because they look unrecognizable. Yeah, I no no no, Mendelssohn looks like somebody. Oh, but not like himself. He looks like Brendan Sexton the Third. Okay, well, tell me I'm wrong, Nick. I don't remember what that fuck looks like. <laughs> um, okay, so. I, I got a very important question here. Does Leota enjoy himself in this movie? This movie hates Ray Leota. He, <laughs> he is so fucked up in this. His best, the only time he's even remotely happy is in a flashback. Yeah. He is, yeah, go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, he. I mean, that scene, he's just whimpering. I mean, it's... The only scene where he, he's not enjoying himself, but you get the sense that, you know, maybe he's a little confident is when they're robbing him. And he's sort of like adding to the sense that, you know, you are so screwed. But uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, he gets battered. And I'm sure in the back of his mind, that character knows that he's connecting the dots to if these guys aren't stopped right now, it's going to blow back on him. Unfortunately, he, uh, he's fine. Nothing bad happens to him as a result of this. though. He. He uh, does get that flashback sequence when he's telling everybody like they have this whole thing where his 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 original his game gets robbed. They they do some investigating. He they beat him up in this flashback. Um, and then he doesn't talk. And then later on, he he reveals that he did actually knock over his own game, and he's laughing about it. He gets that Ray Liotta laugh, oh, which is one moment of joy. Oh my yeah. god, yes, his that Goodfellas laugh is it's yeah, magic. it's like they were it's the Christopher Walken always has to dance in movies where and Ray Liotta always has to do that uh, maniacal laugh. That Shantix uh, laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they call it. <laughs> yeah. Is he still slinging for Chantix or Shantix or whatever? Is he? Chantix. Yeah. Man, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. Man, he really, that really turned his life around that drug. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those things have been sucking, sucking Jackie's blood for so fucking long. So anyway, and the company kind of likes him. His name is what is his name? Mark Trapman, right? Like is isn't his name like something like that? Yeah. They you... kind of like him. They don't they say that they tell through Richard Richard Jenkins Jenkins, they're like, do we really have to hurt him? And Brad Pitt's like, no, we have to actually kill him. Even though he didn't <laughs> do it, we have to kill him. And he, and uh Jenkins is like, Well, uh I think company just wants you to you know, ask tough questions and Pitt's like, what does that mean? You know? And so basically give him a horrible beating. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Pitt's just like, as soon as we beat him up, they're, they're just, they're just going to kill him anyway. Why even put him through that mess? You know, but then they go through this beating that Kyle's referred to before. And that's a, it's a rough, that's a rough one. It it's is. a rough beating. I think it's rougher than when he, you know, ultimately gets killed way rougher. Yeah, at least that, at least that's quick when he gets yeah. killed. Yeah. Plus, he gets his ass, um, ass kicked by Max Casella, <laughs> who it's funny because I I mistook him for Fred Savage in another film, and right. so I so I looked him up for this, and it turns out he was on Fred Savage's show for a stretch. He was and, on Doogie Howser too back in the day. Yeah. I so I mean, that guy has been around for a long time, but he does look like a lot of people. Okay, so you mentioned Jenkins, honestly. There are like three extended sequences where it's just Pitt and Jenkins talking. I think mm -hmm. that might be my favorite part of the movie. Watching these guys Jen together is insane. Yeah. It's it is great watching those two just bullshit. No, I mean the, you know Jenkins is a, annoyed by Brad Pitt and, and, and can't make sense of his character. 
and is kind of the go-between, obviously, the mouthpiece for the company. And then Pitt is exasperated with Jenkins. You know, like they're both, they both just kind of dislike each other. And um, at the end of the movie, there's this great shot where they're meeting in a bar and Brad Pitt goes to the bathroom and Jenkins just waves it. He leaves, you know, he waves a cigarette smoke. Like he's annoyed that he's been smoking and he puts it out. Like there's just everything they do. They hate. Um, uh, but Jenkins is like, he's never, he's always good. Every single thing he's in, he's so good. You know, um, maybe a little bit the same, but he's always, he's always worth having in films, I think. And it could be any, any genre. It could be a big part or a little part. He's, he's always Jenkins. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard, there's a photographer named Gregory Crudson. And uh, I was kind mm. of, I was, I was shown his stuff like ages ago and I fell in love with it. I have a couple of his books. And then I, I don't know if it was conscious, but there are so many shots in this movie that look like they were taken out of that guy's work. So I would, like, oh, really? listeners, if you get a chance, look up this guy's work. And there are some shots in this movie that uh, it almost adds value to the movie. Cause it's, you know, this is, it's not something that people are going to ever list as a, as one of those really wonderful looking movies, but I, I was blown away. I, I like, there was some scenes where I paused just to look at the framing of it. Dominic mm. is effortless. He's, he's fucking effortless. Is, it, with it. is that where the one where he's, it was really up, that was throwing up blood. Is that what you pause? It's it's right after when you see the little chunks on the ground. Yeah, yeah. 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 I figure it must have been that. No, it's Throws usually like it's usually like empty parking lots with street lights, a little water on the streets. It's like you know what is that? What's that famous painting? The Night Watch or whatever it's called. You know the the diner. Well, the, the, uh, the uh, Hopper painting. Yeah. Right. Mona it Lisa. Looked, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, well, talking about sort of puddles in the streets, it, it, I, I think I wrote at some point, like, you know, it's not a noir movie, but it, it's like, you know, got all like the, the shining reflective sort of surfaces. Uh, I mean, it's, it's dumpier than a, you know, a classic noir look, but. Yep. That's kind of noir, I guess. Right. Yep. Yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. Um, didn't what do you think uh, of uh, Sam Shepard, Sam Shepard showing up in the flashback there? Did he get, minute. did he get nominated for best leading man in this? <laughs> <laughs> well that he's you know, referred to he's go ahead i'm sorry Kyle. he just showed up on the set and and they captured when he said i just want a beer and then they just put it in the movie <laughs> he plays a uh brad pitt's like almost i guess mentor and he's like the guy that really would be doing this job but he's sick and brad pitt has stepped in uh to pinch hit and uh sham sam shepherd's in one scene but they refer to his character throughout like, right so brad pitt always brings up that you know, Dylan, you know, or the company's like, like Dylan would do this. Dylan would do that. And Brad Pitt's like, you know, Dylan's sick. He's yeah. not here. I'm here. That kind of thing. So they, at the end of the movie, actually he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not shortly course, after the movie came out, Sam Shepard was dead. Well, he died a few years ago, right? When was it? Not this movie came out 10, over 10 years ago, right? No. 2007. It was before oh, or after. I thought it was way more recent than that. Let me see. Let me look it up. I got to zoom in. Um, by the way, uh, this is Dominic's attempt because Jesse James was such a failure that he was looking for a financial windfall. Like 2012. 2012. 2012. When's Jesse James 2007 then? Is that what I get mixed up? I, 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 didn't, so it is, I don't want to zoom did, in on that. Did uh, Deacon shoot Jesse James? Roger Deacon? 
No, uh, yeah. uh, Robert Ford did. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty great, actually. I think Deacon did do that. Obviously, I think he. Yeah. That's a That was a. And then everybody's like, he did. Did he get? Did he get nominated? Even? I don't know. But I mean, uh, this. I, you said you don't think of this as poetic, but I mean, after watching it, I, I, I would have bought if Deacon shot this. I mean. No, no, I'm talking about the dialogue and stuff. Like, oh, uh, oh. the way it's shot is very like that's the thing. Dom, like Nick said, Dominic, there's there's shots in this that are they're very like I think um, that are it's 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 an amazingly shot movie, yeah. uh, and it's certainly purposeful in what it's showing you as far as you know. New Orleans doesn't look good. Greg Fra- Greg awful, Fraser you know? is a, is a cinematographer on it, and he uh, he did Vice, he did Rogue One. Did Frazier? Did The Gambler. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty, which is another wonderful, wonderful movie. Let Me In. Did you say you did The Gambler? The yeah. Mark Wahlberg movie? Which is a beautifully shot movie. It's a really good looking movie. So he's he's well, no why don't you just lead, why, don't, why don't you just lead off with that one? Because I'm scrolling. He did, re- the, he did The Gambler and then some other ones. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of when they tell uh, when so Brad Pitt suggests that they get Gandolfini to come in to help clean up this mess? You know, they find out they find out that it wasn't Ray Liotta that did this. It was a, a, a group of three people and they know who they are. So they want Gandolfini. Pitt wants Gandolfini to come in to help him kill them. And then Jenkins says, well, make sure he flies coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a quick shot of him piloting Craig T. Nelson. It's very sweet. <laughs> but everything is this money saving thing on behalf of, uh, yeah, the money is obviously the most important thing. But and, Gandal- what do you think of Gandolfini in this? Man, he is. I th- See, I disagreed with you. I think he is way more unlikable than Brad Pitt is in this movie. He's nah, yeah, I disagree. I, I think I think Brad Pitt might he has Brad Pitt has no soul in this movie. I think Gandolfini has a, a, a sliver of soul. I mean, it's so sad, you know. Talk about maudlin. I mean, it's just a, you know, he's going on and on about his divorce and his wife. Yeah, and, and slamming martinis and yeah, and, and Gandolfini is capable of a human connection, whereas Brad Pitt is not. Right, he's soulless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Pitt, Pitt I, I like this. I like him a lot more. Well, Pitt has this. He's char- Pitt is charismatic. Like you know, he's charismatic, but he has this thing where he says in the movie, "This is the title of the movie." He says that he likes to kill people softly from far away because he, he doesn't let emotion get involved. But n- at no point in this movie is he far away from anybody. Like he kills them up close every time. Yeah, you know, like and uh, even with Scoot, like he like totally just lies lies to him up to the last moment and he shoots him point blank. I mean, it's just like. You know, he's, but he, but he's, he's not he's, he's not a pile of shit. He's not greedy at the end. <laughs> he wants to get paid. Yeah. Do. do you, um, I like it as a counterbalance to his character from the counselor a little bit. It almost feels like that. That's like the that's like that guy with uh, with some polish on him. Right, and you you have to like that Pitt took like Pitt is he's a movie star, but he like makes movies like this. I mean, this is a movie. This character is. Yeah, he's, but he's great just, at it, and, and he's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, like, kind of like I said earlier, I don't think this character is so risky that it would ever hurt Brad Pitt's movie star status. You That's know? true. I think it's. 
I think it's risky to make this film. Like that's what I'm. That's what boggles my mind that they would think that this was like going to be a commercially viable film. Like it's a it's a touch. It's such a obvious rip on America, and then and then uh, it's got no fun moments in it. it. You know, it talks about having sex with dogs. That's like the that's as fun as it gets in this yeah. movie, and it's like um, it's bleak as fuck. And, uh, uh, you know, they, what, they, what do you think? Do you think you guys think we're going to get up to about 500 mil world, worldwide or you, you think were that surprised that nobody, that nobody, uh, that nobody came and saw it. It's, I can't believe they would be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I still, I still, I don't. <sighs> maybe it costs nothing. I don't know. How much was the budget? Oh, it had to be tiny. You got to pay, pay Leota. I think a lot of those guys, uh, wanted to work with Dominic. I mean, I, I, this boom, this movie was nobody got movie star money for this. It was, you know, yeah. it was it was all on the screen, and and Pitt produced it, you know, and and um, well, he uh, and and he worked with Pitt before, so you know, yeah, I think that he, Dominic. I read an interview with him a couple of days ago that said that they didn't necessarily get along that well mm. uh, on Jesse James, but that you know, obviously Pitt must really think he's a great filmmaker, which he is. I mean, he is a great filmmaker, and he's got he's got a movie coming out. A Malin Monroe uh, movie. Yeah, that he's been trying to make for like a decade or yeah. so. So and Pitt's, um, and Pitt's playing Monroe, which is a good Yeah, Pitt's <laughs> in there as Monroe. And uh he just he I know he directed a couple episodes of Mindhunter that, yep. that was on Netflix Did this he? last season. I think he directed like a third of the season or something. Yeah. And then yeah, Fincher, right? Yeah, he did. I don't, I don't, he did some. It was yeah. Yeah, it was I think it was uh it's his. I yeah. mean, it's his show. He directed the pilot. He did like three or four episodes of first season. And he did a, a little bit the last. The, what is unfortunately the last season. Um, yeah. But Carl I mean, Franklin too. Carl Franklin is one of the directors. I think. Do you think do movies need to have sweethearts in them though to be great? I don't really like anybody in Pulp Fiction, but I, I just yeah. No, we, uh, we I'm not saying this isn't. I'm not saying this is a bad film. I'm saying that Brad. I like this film. I think Brad Pitt's character is not cool. I think he's. A piece of shit. You, you're the one. You think that he, you like his character. I do not. That's that's the conflict. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to be his friend, but I think <laughs> he's not be his enemy. I think it's a great cinema character, and he wins. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, he does win. He does win. Did they Jack do something? To, did they do something to Gandolfini's teeth? Or is he? <sighs> he might have always had that. Okay. That tooth, but I'm not sure. Maybe you might be right. I, mean, he, he's I always, notice his tooth. He's always lisped a little bit, but who knows? Yeah. Man, he is he is despicable in this movie, <laughs> and I love it. I love because he is so good. He's so he's another guy that if he if he were still alive, he would have. I, I think he would have kept taking roles that were really unique. Like I think the drop is one of those great unsung little movies. And that movie he did with Julie Louis, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Oh yeah, wonderful. Said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he is, he was, he was something else. And here, this is obviously a, uh, this is the the epitome of a walk on, like one note type of character. Like, you know, you come in, you do your two scenes and you're gone. But the, they take their sweet time. The scene with him and Gandolfini at the restaurant is a long scene, way longer than most scenes in most movies. Yeah, Pitt's, so, he somehow just, it works. He's, he's knocking him back. He's talking about his ex wife or his wife and how she's not. You know, Gandolfini, like his uh, his wife doesn't want to. He has to keep convincing her to stay with him as he keeps coming in and out of pr- going in and out of prison. And uh, 
but he, his, you know, so Gandolfini plays a character that his, he's hollowed out. He's done. He, he has nothing left in him. He cannot continue. And all he has left is, are his vices, you know, like this drink and, and womanizing. And so he doesn't tip you know, the hookers, zoom in. <laughs> and uh, Pitt says that he, as he complains to Jenkins about Gandolfini later and, and, and Jenkins is like, well, you hired him. You're the one that brought him in. He's like, I need the, I need uh, the guy from three years ago. I don't need this guy. But you know what? From show romance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I drew up on the first one. Um, <laughs> but uh, Pitt is actually very paternal over him in that scene. And he's, he's, he, he's uh, apologetic to the waitress. You see, you see that he does care. I mean, he, he obviously he's killing for, kill, yeah, absolutely he does. Watch I think that, he's just squirming. Watch that fucking scene. He is, <laughs> he is looking out for Gandolfini's best interests. He's, he's, uh, he feels for him. Oh, I, I agree. I think that he's got some connection to his character, uh, on a, like he, that he relates to him. Like they both are in the same job. Like he, he, uh, you know, he, when he says, when he, he sets him up to get, to get, uh, uh, with some cops later on and to get him, uh, you know, thrown in jail or whatever, carted back up to New York. Uh, he he says that he thinks to Jenkins, he's like, I think this will be probably the best thing for him going back to prison. Yeah, because he won't be able to drink there. Is what he says. So, um, see, he's a sweetie. Told you. Yeah, he gets Gandolfini thrown back in prison. Yeah. Thus, <laughs> <laughs> thus ending his life basically because he said that you know his all he cares about is his wife, and if he goes back to jail again, it's over. Yeah, he's a his wife, he's so. a murderer though, so it's all right. Uh, what about the scene where they uh, the scene that, that like okay, you forgot there is a funny scene in the movie, and it's a scene that they use in the trailer where they uh, are trying to dispose of that car. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is some super slapstick right there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally cut off at the knees there. It's a great scene. Yeah, yeah. They try to blow up a car in it, and it doesn't go right, and it, it knocks down with a lower level. It doesn't kill the guy, but it just. It barrels into him, right? The exploding car barrels yeah. into Kenny Gill, I think. Is his yeah, name and he's and he's the guy who fucks it up for everybody in this movie, because well, Mendelson chats yeah. him up about all this shit, and it starts the steamroller on everybody's lives. Well, Mendelson tells him, Mendelson tells him this guy what they did, and this guy's connected to you know. It's just a whole stupid, you know. And as Brad Pitt says, why can't these guys ever just shut up? Why can't they just ever not talk? You know. What uh, um, what did you guys think about when Mendelssohn's doing heroin and be a bunch of like sort of camera, sort of uh, telescope, kaleidoscope things? I, I thought I it was that might whole, be the worst. That might be the worst scene in the film. What did you think, Kyle? Well, I I thought it was okay at first, and then I, I was kind of like, all right, we're we're still doing it. We're still going in and out here. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of close ups of his sweaty lip. Um, it's it's the, what's happening in the scene is great. Like it's so yeah. it's it's is as as they're doing heroin as he's talking as as Scoot and him are catching up, and and uh, you know Mendelssohn starting to nod do the heroin <laughs> nod and, and he starts saying, "Hey, I I told some guys about what we did." As he starts to pass out, and then Scoot starts to like freak out. He's like, "What are you what are you talking about? Snap out of it! Who'd you tell? Who'd you tell?" And realizes that he's fucked. So uh, I like all that stuff that's going on, but the. I think it's super over stylized. And then they play like the velvet underground uh, song heroin in the background. Like it's just like, it just seems, I don't know. They, unsubtle. Yeah. They could have just know. kept on Mendelssohn's like nodding off. They could have just kept it on a shot of him the whole time. And that would have been plenty. Yeah. 
So I think it's like disrupted a little bit by the style of the scene, but I, I like what's happening in it. You know, it's, it's, it, and it's certainly, it, it, it changes the movie for Scoot quite a bit. Yeah. Scoot, Scoot realizes that he's, he's in trouble. Scoot's got a Scoot. Uh, and yeah, he doesn't, right, which is yeah. so stupid. I, yeah, I mean, and, and it, it's almost like you're watching a, a, just a primitive, just walk into, into the trap of a predator when he and Brad, like the fact that he's still in town when Brad Pitt moseys up to him at that bar. And that scene is, that is, I mean, as an audience member, you're watching a fucking gazelle getting stalked by a fucking lion in in real time. And, uh, but you know, it's so funny how, how Scoot plays that, how dumb and you could see the look on his face and the way that that whole scene is just, it's, 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 it's getting kneecapped one beer at a time. Yeah. And he says this great thing where he goes, um, Brad Pitt tells him, you know, I know who you are basically. And you need to help me. They, the guy, the, the dry cleaner, he's like, I, I need to, you to help me tell me where he's going to be tomorrow night. And, uh, or, or basically if you can't help me, then I'm going to kill you. He basically says it, uh, not, not in those words, but he says that. And so Scoot's like, I can't, I can't rat on my, uh, I can't rat on, I can't tell, tell you where that guy's going to be. And Pitt goes, well, can you do the other thing then? Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> can you do the other thing. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, Scoot gets defiant. Like he has a moment where he, he has like this idealistic stance, right? He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn over anybody. And it lasts for about five seconds. Actually, it lasts longer than you would think that scene. Like he, he actually tries to have morals, you know, or, or keep the criminal code longer than I, than I certainly would have and longer than I thought he would have. Yeah. Although he, I mean, the whole movie, he's shaking like a leaf. He, I I mean, he must've had 20 Red Bulls before every scene. He's, he's just a jittery mess. (laughs) Well, he starts crying in that. Scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that, that, it's so great. Like he starts to cry because he, he's so scared. Yeah. Well, well he starts. To, he's just scared. You know, that's the thing. He's he's just he's terrified of Brad Pitt, and that's why he well, ends re- up selling out his friend. You know, the, the reason he was friend. shaking like that throughout the whole shoot, though, was it was down to him and another guy for that role in Batman versus Superman, and he was really, really worried he wasn't going to get that part. This is kind of his dream part. He, He's wheelchair bound in, in Batman. Or is it just Justice League, isn't it? Is it Justice League? Is it Justice League? I think it's Batman versus. Okay, League. yeah. So, yeah. yeah so he was, and he and he, he has an exploding wheelchair, a la Breaking Bad. Yeah, in, uh, yeah. In that movie, yeah. I, I okay, love so, so. Okay, imagine this: you're watching Killing Them Softly in 2012, and you're and you're one of the you're watching this movie. And you're like one of these guys is going to be in a Star Wars movie. And and in, mm. and the star of a Stephen King miniseries, you're like it's going to be either Brad Pitt or Gandolfini. I mean, who else is a big enough, you know, Mendelssohn? Yeah, that guy is. Is there any? Is there? I don't know of anybody who doesn't love Ben Mendelssohn. The guy is yeah. uh, just amazing. And, and I, I mean, you you guys brought it up. Uh, I don't know what podcast episode you uh, you asked each other. I think your favorite Ben Mendelssohn performance and. I don't. I mean, I think Nick, you said Animal Kingdom. I, you told me to watch that movie, and I, I, I think about that movie all the time. Isn't he? I mean, he is so good in that thing. Oh my god! My yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's neck and neck with that and Vertical Limit for me. <laughs> and then have has anybody seen Bloodline? Have you seen Bloodline? Kyle? I've seen it. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's great. amazing. Yeah, that one too. Oh my god! Imagine if Mendelssohn. We should fan cast him as Pinhead. <laughs> ben Ben Pendleson. That's what I'm talking about. 
Ben Bendelson, you said. More like <laughs> heroin head in this movie. So, so what exactly is Kogan's trade in this? Does he trade anything, or is this just about his the trade that he's in? I guess it's the trade he's in. He, he certainly trades, um, I don't know. Lives? He trades in death. <laughs> yeah. he's. It's like one of those things where he traded something a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, I I would bet that if they wanted – I bet you when he's off the clock, he's a sweetie. He's got a, a garden. Yeah, he, I, He's a sweetie. I well, he's he, kind of like – I didn't – Kind of like his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood character. You know, just goes back to the trailer, feeds the dog, kind of just, you know, a couple of beers. Were you surprised – were you guys surprised this new movie never got a sequel? <laughs> What I thought we were gonna, I thought they were gonna have another one that explored his open, you know, cracked it open. We're gonna see <laughs> see his whole life, what his family life was like. So this came out roughly around the same time as Out of the Furnace, didn't it? Because I always look at this Out of the Furnace and the place between the pines or whatever, the place behind the pines, whatever, as a trio of just utterly dark, uh, just just icky films. This is the, it's got to be the best of those, though, this one, right? I, actually, I think they are all quite good. Quite yeah. good. Even out of the furnace? Yeah, absolutely. Out of the furnace, I, I've seen, you know, any any chance I get. Cause it's, That's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, right? <laughs> no, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that, out of the furnace, furnace is, is uh, Crazy Heart guy, right? Yeah, Scott Cooper. Yeah, you yeah. got Bale. You got Zoe Saldana. You got Casey. You got Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. You got yeah. Bill Defoe. And I mean, that's a, it's it's a and it's, you got Midnight Me Train. It's it's a good it's, it's a good movie. And then uh, Dustin Diamonds in there. Play <laughs> place behind the pines or whatever. Cooper. You got Gosling. You got Eva Green. You got Mike yeah. Mike Patton doing the score. It's wonderful. Get the my my pillow guy in there with a cameo. <laughs> Awesome. Talking about Mark. <laughs> um, so, what did you guys think of? Uh, so, we going back to Brad Pitt, you know, in the bar scene with Scoot striking a deal. Is like you're you're coming with me. We're gonna we're gonna confront the guy that put this together at at his girlfriend's apartment. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's where I'm gonna kill him. Scoot, Scoot, Scoot drives him there. What did you think of that scene? It's brutal. How did it How did it go? <laughs> That I didn't realize a shotgun was a long range weapon. <laughs> did, did did Brad Pitt uh, do what he said he was going to do? <laughs> and he blew blew out the car windows through. I mean that thing is. And then he waits. He waits a little while. There's nothing. And then there's a whimper of a guy that's in pain. <laughs> yeah. He goes. He goes over and tries CPR. <laughs> yeah. That that's a that I don't know what's the what scene dis- for me that scene was disturbing, but then the scoot scene was. Even more. What was what was the worst bit of violence here? For you? What was the scene that made you squirm the most? Kyle, you said your stomach kind of hurt when you're watching this. Yeah, bit. I mean, uh, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty gnarly when he when he done he kind of blows his head off right when he when he goes up and, and checks on him he he gets he shoots the, in the wind there. Looks like he shoots the back of his uh, neck, yeah, uh, kind of lower head area, uh, and his coat flies up. It's it's. It sucks. Yeah, no, I mean it'd, it'd probably be the Leota scene. I mean, I can't, you know, it, it's sim- it's simultaneous. It's like simultaneously great looking with the, you know, all that rain and, and reflection, and but it's just so gruesome. Yeah, Nick said that it got an F Cinema score, and I I can imagine why because those the, 
there's it's so brutal it's like those scenes are quick but they're just very very brutal and um and and then it also says mean things about america uh okay <laughs> mean and, mean and accurate things. here's the problem though if it, it yeah. got if it got an f because of the uh violence and the the Stop. darkness of it I go to Kroger, and and half the magazines are ammunition and uh, assault weapon magazines. So people have a tolerance for violence. People have an appetite for it. I I, I just don't get it. this. Is it because the characters aren't winking at the camera, and that there's not a po- a cool song playing while they do it? Because to me, I it's it's there's no difference between this. This is in the same genre as Tarantino stuff. As as uh, you know, out of sight, you know, it, it's in the same genre. I don't, I don't understand why well, this doesn't get a pass. It's a, I think it's a combo of it's super slow. It's great. It's di- dialogue heavy. It's great. It's very, but, very, it's very bleak. The tone is very bleak. So I think that, that combination, like, I, you know, I think a certain amount of people like, you know, when I, us, even though I didn't like when I first saw it, I wouldn't have given it an F, you know, like there's, there's definitely artistry at work here. It's just that, you know, maybe people are expecting to see Meet Joe Black or something. Well, it's dialogue heavy, but I mean, the dialogue's funny a lot of it. I mean, it's entertaining dialogue, I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I agree. But I think it's very dialogue heavy. So I think when people go see movies, they 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 expect, you know, laughs and that to be entertained. Maybe at least people at test screenings, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. Although this is this is the cinema score, right? This is people walking out. Exit polls. Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your most harrowing scene? Just. I you know that I don't when Scoot gets killed, it's so out. I mean, it's so unexpected in a way. Maybe not, but he shoots him in the head, and then he does like this four gunshots. Like he, he sinks down in the seat, and he just shoots him like down his body just to make sure he's dead. Like I think the headshot's probably good enough. <laughs> he shoots him like he does like a four shot like head to toe thing, and that really <laughs> was, that disturbed me. <laughs> Uh, that's great that doesn't even seem like something pit would do you know it's like pit's pit's not overkill he's just the right amount of kill that's right that's a, that's what he it says is. he he's he says he's not overkill but i think he probably I, like I, I said i think he probably takes some enjoyment from this job kyle's right on his hollywood uh star on the walk of fame he's got his handprints and it says just the right amount of kill <laughs> <laughs> i mean he definitely does like he does that he's like he he there's there's a certain like vengeance that's happening with his character, like whereas the business is like, oh, this has got to happen, or we're hands off uh, when they're really not. Like Pitt is like, he'll say stuff about the characters, like this is the last time he's ever gonna be doing this. You know, this, he'll say that. Remember, like he says it about Leota's character. You know, so he's you know he he he, he kind of takes some glee from the fact that he's ending these people's. Uh, the fine, okay, so my the part that got me, other than the part when he doesn't tip the hooker, is. <laughs> Is at the end when you find out when you find out the dollar amount that these lives are worth when he's haggling with Richard uh, Jenkins. This is a, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money to be walking around with, but it's not a lot of money when you're thinking about what's happening. And it's just really to put a price tag on those lives is pretty, it's pretty, pretty sad. Yeah. So the end Reduced of the movie, Jenkins tag. slips him an envelope um, for thirty grand, and he's you know for each of the three lives that. Brad Pitt ended and, and he, and Brad Pitt expected to be for those to be 15 a piece. And so they have an argument. That's kind of the scene that everybody, you know, cause people have been talking about this movie now cause it's kind of has this re- renewed relevance. Right. So um, 
that people always talk about the final scene is kind of the most memorable part of this movie because of Brad's Pitt's speech here. What do you guys think of that? The whole ending? Do you like it? Do you agree that it's, uh, it's the all right. best I scene? Think it, I think it's a little overwrought as we were saying. But, I don't uh, think it's a famous scene. I think, I don't think so at all. I don't know if it's famous or not, but it's not. It's gonna... not famous. I think it's the one that pe- it's, it seems to be the most memorable scene. It seems to be the because it's it's the summation of the film, right? It's like that's America's not a country; it's a business. Right. You know, you need to pay you need to pay me my money. Basically, fuck you, pay me, right? That's what, yeah. I think that's how it ends. So, um, you know, it's they're haggling over this, yeah, the cost of human life, but that's not almost. To Pitt doesn't care about that. He just wants to be paid fifteen thousand. Does <laughs> does this that's his, that's his price tag? Right? Anyway, good. Does this film go in in the uh, the can with Margin Call and The Big Short and all those other recession movies, or is it? It, it yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, that's nice though. Yeah, yeah. The wild card in that mix, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Transporter Two. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I, it's not surprising that people are talking about this movie right now. So, um, you know, and I think, yeah, I think it does go with those those films. Um, I think it, people are kind of saying it's kind of a forgotten one of, although Mar- no one's, who's talking about Margin Call either, you know, like. It's a great movie. Well, it's so kind of underseen as well, so. Um, and Too Big to Fail. It's another one. But The Big Short, The Big Short was a, people, a lot of people saw that. Big right? Short, yeah. I watched The Big Short twice a year. I, I, I That movie just gets better and better every time. Um, all right. So let's do the work. Um, Mm -hmm. um, all right. So Kyle, I I guess you know what we're talking about here. Um, you got to get a tattoo from killing them softly somewhere in your body. Got to think about that. (laughs) Uh, part of me wants, uh, that, that prong that Gandolfini had that he said he wiped out a couple guys with, with, uh, Sonny. (laughs) I think that, uh, where would you put it? Mm, right, maybe right above the belly button. Like it kind of goes down. Are you his prong? You mean his penis? <laughs> no, no, it's a prong. It's a, it's a, well, it's his penis, but it it it's so powerful that it it sweeps several men off their feet and and damages them. Okay, so I would say that it's like so he was talking about his erection. So you would get like a. Gandolfini standing there with like a prong thing coming out. Yeah. I'm trying to picture the tattoo. Let me sketch it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so it's right above your belly button. They call that a Gand stamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does talk about his erection quite a bit in this. Like he 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 he's lovingly talking about how hard he is. You know, you know who story. doesn't? Brad Pitt, better character. <laughs> One of Brad Pitt's best lines is when the the woman goes, "Hey, can you zip me up?" And he, no. <laughs> that's so good so good get your trick to do it get your trick to do it yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh tattoo times all right i'm gonna get that sawed off shotgun right above my nut <laughs> it's so small it could fit on the nut <laughs> you obviously see my webcam <laughs> um I would just get that. I, 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 you know, I would get that squish, the squish face of Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> uh, I would get hit, get it on my probably one of my shoulders. I have a lot of tattoos on my shoulders, but I think that would be a good place for it. And then it, it, it'll work overtime because then people that are fans of Welcome to the Dollhouse would be like, "Hey, is that Brendan Sexton the Third?" Yeah. Like, yeah. And then what you sure should do is on the on the other shoulder, you should get when he's got the mask on. 
Squish. Don't talk about Mendelssohn like that. Don't talk about him like that. All right. So you've been given some financing to do some sort of a killing them softly uh, themed enterprise. It's a big deal. A lot of people are into this shit. Yeah. Considering this is a big one. So like a, a restaurant or like anything, like a, like a shoe store or, park or, or a yogurt shop like, as you. Yeah. Yeah. Or a prom. Oh, is it prom? Prom? Oh, do you know? So one of the songs at the end is, uh, as Brad Pitt's walking through fireworks, which is a great shot, like a kind of this hero shot of him slowly walking through fireworks going off. Um, they're playing this song, and the, one of the lyrics is, it's a Barnum, Barnum and Bailey world. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's like this old song. Yeah, it's pretty great. I like that song choice better than the Velvet Underground, although they did throw in Nico in this as well, so I did like that. Okay. Um you your, indie, the, uh, your, your, your indie cred is safe, Justin. Is Velvet Underground our indie? No, 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 the other one. Um, all right. Nico? Yeah. Oh, big time. She was with the Velvet Underground. So it's the best. Oh, you're the worst. Yeah, you're, you're, Lou Reed, rest in peace. He's dead, right? Yes, I don't think he is. Time. Is he dead? He's super yeah, dead. He's He died from Lulu. Um <sighs> All right, so yeah, I, he's, he's dead for a while. I have uh, I've created you know like they have those where you stand in a booth and the hurricane happens around you at the mall. They have like a kiosk where you go in and hurricane winds slam at you. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen this? No, Justin. Nobody. I've, seen, I've been to I've been to the mall. <laughs> well, at some malls they have a booth you pay to go in and you're in like a hurricane. They play all this wind blows around. So I have something similar to that. Mm-hmm. It's like a. Uh, it's it's in the middle of a mall and it's a uh, it's an automobile and there is um, rubber fake uh, glass shatters and basically a camera films in slow motion this thing rotates really fast with you inside getting banged around like Ray Liotta and and like you're like you're like in slow motion your face is all twisted around there's pieces of glass flying everywhere and it what it does is it records a uh, a QuickTime video that you can use on your social media platforms of you getting Ray, Ray Liotta'd. <laughs> yeah, because in this movie he gets shot. He gets shot in the head, shot several times, and then then he slowly, um, his car goes into traffic, and he gets hammered by a series of cars. <laughs> his his lifeless body being strewn around in slow motion. You, the, the, um, my favorite shot is when the door gets shot. There's yeah. some. There's a, a a shot of the door losing it. Yeah. And then the shot of him, his head splintering the glass is amazing. The funny thing is the next shot, you see a truck hitting him and the glass is back to normal. That's how good his head is. So what are you guys building? Um, hmm. uh, well, can I open a restaurant? Of course. By yeah. golly, okay. yes. Okay. Restaurant, no food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Gandolfini's there. So you walk in and, you know, he's already 10 martinis in and you haven't had anything to drink. Um, but you got to outdrink Gandolfini. Nice. And if you outdrink him, if you outdrink him, you get a t-shirt. It <laughs> says, I out, I outdrink Gandalf. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love but this it, idea. 
I love this idea because he's alive again, which makes me yeah. happy. Well, but yeah. if you don't outdrink him, Brad Pitt shoots you. Okay. <laughs> so. Still, still a win. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, you got to meet Brad Pitt. So. And, and what's the last shot of the day called on a movie set? I don't know. A martini. No. Oh, I didn't know that. I zoom in. Super zoom. All right, Just. Mm, I just created a board game of this movie <laughs> called... Uh, what, what could it be called? Killing Them Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Killing Them Sorry is good. Black a scoop. And then... And then you just is a it's a gigantic board game, and every turn, you know, every turn your character takes, whatever, and you they basically it, every turn ends with them just taking money from you. That's it. That's the whole game. So it's called pretty good, right, guys? It's like life with kids. Yeah, pretty good. I'm glad I saved that one up. All right, move on, please. Um, Wait, can I but, amend my one rule? If you if you out drink Gandalfini, you don't get a t shirt. Your wife leaves you. <laughs> oh, she has to be married to get that rest. I think okay. honestly, that may actually help increase sales for some folks. <laughs> um, all right, so you are in killing them softly. You are a character in the film. Okay. So what happens? What shape does your performance take? Mm. Okay, I'm a dog pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I noticed that my one of my biggest clients stops ringing me up for some reason uh, and then I read about this this raid at the uh, train station and my character blows himself away Just, I fucking slam myself away I actually punch myself to death <laughs> <laughs> oh man I guess I'd be one of the characters. My character would be at the poker. Obviously, I like poker, so I'd probably be at the poker game. Mm -hmm. And then those guys would come in, and they'd they'd go, okay, now everybody take out their wallets and put their money at the table, and they'd do a double take because they'd look at me, and my wallet and my money would already be in front of me at the table (laughs) before they asked. I'd already have that shit out, and my pants would be wet. (laughs) So, (laughs) And and then the sound of... And the sound of Velcro make- as they're opening it. <laughs> uh, but then also, after they left, I'd, I'd replay the last hand and talk about what a bad beat it was. <laughs> All right. Uh, sim- yeah, that- yeah, similarly, I'm trying to get out relatively unscathed. Uh, so I think I'm going to be that bartender who asked Brad Pitt whether he wants draft or bottle. And then Brad Pitt takes a quick shit on me, and then I'm I'm pretty much scot free. That's right, yeah, because he he gets annoyed by the question. Yeah, drafter Bob. Yeah, what does it matter? Right. Yeah, yeah I love but, that. Yeah. Uh, see what's. Well, by the way, we didn't. We. What did you think of the morgues? The morgue shots in this after Scoot and the dry cleaner guy are dead. What did you think of the? I love it. I love it. Ghost story. It's pretty. What did you think of that close up of uh, the 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 dry cleaner's uh, feet, neck? Oh God! Did you notice this? I did not. I didn't even had a rough, rough toenail. Yeah, WikiFeed actually rejected. It was the one time they rejected a submission. Um, but yeah, it was it was looking rough. Go back and, and check that. Check them feats out, Nick. It's, it's not great. Okay. Um, but Scoot had some nice hoofs. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's, yeah. Oh, you mean uh, Vincent Curatola? Yeah, he had some jacked out feet. Oh, Those yeah. should have been on Wookie feet, for God's sakes. Um <laughs> 
All right, so you're you got an island. You're you're amassing uh, an assortment of all sorts of trinkets from the from films. And Kyle's island is fresh and, and clean shaven, but ours are loaded with debris. Um, is there anything you could think of that you'd like to have from this? Yeah, what would you take as like a souvenir? Hmm. Maybe that ounce of smack. An yeah, ounce right. of oh, so, oh so. <laughs> that would um, that would that would get you through it. It's like, it's like survivor yeah. type in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Gandalfini's yeah, okay. glasses. They're good. Which one? The one he was drinking from or the one he was wearing? <laughs> well, both. But the ones he, were, ones he was wearing were, uh, you know, from a different era. Planet, really. Yeah. I've got a... Uh, I've got one of those... Uh, you know those kind of um, containers that that keeps your drink cold, like the, those new water bottles that are metal to keep your drink cold. I've yeah. I've got one of those like you know, those those green those really green conscious water bottles, and it's just filled with Mendelssohn's sweat from the movie. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you just have one bottle of that. It's a big bottle. <laughs> Man, I have one that's filled with Leota's bodily fluids, all blood, <laughs> vomit. Easy to gather. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is he is in his rough shape, old Leota. Um what would I I guess I would just take those dishwashing gloves, the rubber dishwashing gloves, the big yellow ones. Cause I I think it if I was a, on an island, I'd get nervous about germs. And so, you know, I just take those. That'd be fun to kind of walk around, look insane wearing them. I like the um, science fiction. Remember, I like the science fiction element that you've added to it too. What's that? You cleaning? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Nick, I didn't. I wasn't clear. Did you like Brad Pitt's character in this? I don't. I don't. I don't like him as a man, but I love. I love the. I love the character. Yes, I love the character, and I think in a film, interesting character, filled with sure, despicable yeah. people. I don't think he's the worst of them. Because at least, at least the last thing you f- you think in your mind as you're blown away from the world is that he's a pretty okay guy, whereas everybody else you know is a dog shit person. I kind of yeah, hate I mean, Jenkins think, the most. Yeah, I think Dominic would probably agree with Kyle. I think. Well, I think what Dominic would, the director would probably hates the people that he hates the most are probably the, the corporate the Jenkins employers. Yeah, yeah, that's probably who he says that's causing all this, uh, these people's lives to be. Such utter shit. Who's your favorite? I like how, who's your favorite woman in the film? Well, you know, at one point they said that Zoe Saldana was up for a role, and I'm like, I guess she must have been up for the hooker. Yeah, that's the only female role in this, right? Is is the is that scene with Gandalfini? Is that correct? I don't know. Is there another? But the funny thing is, is she is in Out of the Furnace, which is funny. Yeah. So she got her she got her fix of dark and dreary. Do you want to? Hey Zoe, do you want to come and be in the scene for three minutes? I guess she said no. Sam Shepard um, said yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, but Sam Shepard did it as a favor because he was in Jesse James. I read about this on the Wick, uh, the trivia, and WikiFeed. Really? I think Sam Shepard did it as a favor because if one person watched the film and said, "Oh, this guy's a playwright. Let me buy one of his books," that was yeah. worth it. Yeah. Sam Shepard don't play. What do you think about? Did you relate to um, uh, when in the when the in the in the robbery, Nick? When Scoot kept saying "hands, hands, hands" all over the whole time. 
No. Do you ever think he screamed? Do you ever think he screamed line? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, the line's hands. <laughs> hands. <laughs> what? Yeah, but uh, they said, I think this movie had a lot of hands. Yeah, I think hands was name checked quite a bit. Um, yeah, so I, I'm looking through my notes to see what we missed anything. Did you, Nick, did you take notes? Yeah, I've got, look at this shit. Give me one of them that you didn't that you didn't uh, say. Annapurna Films is the sign of quality. I know that's the, the, the they could never get a hit for a long time. I also wrote. I think they, Leota throws out. <laughs> he didn't want to. They go. They work them overtime. They do a little bit too much. The guy. The guy works them even more because he. Uh, because he, because uh, he throws up on his shoes. All right. Did you? Well, what did you think of the Johnny Cash song? Like that, that was used uh, to kind of infamously in um, the Dawn of the Dead remake. I think I don't like any Johnny Cash song, so fuck him. Oh my god, are you serious? I am not a fan of Johnny Cash. Get out of here. I'm a I, no. I like credit. Kyle, the song or Johnny Cash, both sort of both warm. Oh my god! Oh, he's Actually, probably, I like the song in the movie better than I like Johnny Cash. All right, which is funny because uh, "Walk the Line" I jack off to. Still life, still life, the night changes, it changes me. 